0: Hey, everybody, we're back. It's Monday. Oh my god, big week on This Week in Startups.
1: Happy Monday. (laughs) We're going to start the show with some tech news. We're going to talk about everybody's favorite social network. Be real. Makes Mm. me look like a troll. And apparently, I don't care because I'm still using it every day. And now I'm even getting ready to pay for it.
0: Um, Uh, Yeah, they're going to apparently they don't want to use ads. I have an idea for them to split the difference and maybe have some subscriptions and some ads. We'll talk about my idea. Molly will react to it. And speaking of social media, it turns out the platforms are finding the fake accounts that uh, it may or may not turn out to be created by our intelligence agencies and the U.S. military.
1: Yes, and possibly the biggest problem is how easy they were to snip out. Hmm. Then we go into the latest with Apple. You always get penalized for being an Apple early adopter. There's a little bit of a bug in the iPhone 14 Pro camera. We'll break that down a little bit for you. And then we'll cover Jeff Lawson, friend of the pod, uh, and founder, CEO of Quilio,
0: saying they are planning to make anti-racist layoffs, what that means, and how we should think
1: about layoffs in the era of diversity and inclusion. And that is not all. We oh, also have <laughs> another great segment of We Live in the Future. We're talking mm. about maglev, super fast, fully electric transportation, could it ever happen? If it ever happens. In Canada, they raised a the
0: half billion dollars. They want to go six hundred miles an hour. God, I hope this happens. We live in the future every Monday. And like every other Monday, it's going to be a great show.
2: Stick with us. This week in Startups is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. A business is only as strong as its people. And every hire matters. Post your first job for free at LinkedIn.com slash twist. Notion is one place for notes, docs, projects, and everyday work that goes way beyond a wiki. Get started for free at notion.com slash twist. And Odoo is a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of business apps that lets you build and scale your stack as you build and scale your business. Your first app is free forever. And right now Odoo is offering $1,000 off your first implementation pack at odoo.com slash twist that's odo com slash twist all right molly it's monday
0: we're back oh my I'm lord back. is it going to be a big week this week or do you think it's going to slow down
1: no it's never going to slow down ever never it's ever. never going to slow down how's your weekend we're full steam ahead on the crisis and it's not going to stop uh i had a never. lovely i had a lovely Mm -hmm. weekend of like friends and coziness and football and socializing and cooking like it just could not have been more delightful my operation crazy hummingbird lady is just like in full swing they're all over my front yard it's working
0: wait hold on i'm a new wait this is a new thing i know you were doing letterboxing of spoons but that's that
1: project's done i finished that i finished that and now, okay, now I'm on operation. what crazy stuff are you doing now? I just want to attract all the hummingbirds because I love them so much. Hummingbirds so are amazing. I like, I redecorated my stoop with my fall mums and I planted some lantanas to attract even more hummingbirds and it is working. My front yard is filled with hummingbirds and I'm just like
0: a nutty old bird lady. You literally are transforming. I'm transforming into a dad. I, I'm, I'm just... like literally talking about my nest thermostat and doors being open. <laughs> And you're doing hummingbirds and letterboxing. We're turning into our parents. This is what's happening. (laughs) Oh my lord!
1: But you should see my friend Stupid. So ready for fall. I'm literally going to have like a crockpot party. Like I'm like it is fall, and it's going to be 80 degrees in two days. So look for this phase to end quickly. But the hummingbird thing is working. It's working so well that during one of our investment meetings recently, one of them flew into the house.
0: So that was a problem. That's (laughs) interesting. Yeah, I we have. um, We've got like California doors situation, like large sliding doors, open yeah. outdoor space. And frequently we'll get a hummingbird or a sparrow to come in. Luckily, the birds of prey that's around uh, the peninsula here, you know, below San Francisco, all the way down, there's we have birds of prey everywhere. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. I mean, we have turkey vultures, we have hawks, we have bald eagles now on the peninsula. They've been really? spotted multiple times. Bald eagle oh. population roaring back. So I feel good about that. But I, I, was, uh, I went to the East Bay, took my three daughters on a daddy-daughter date. It was very nice. Um, and shout out to, uh, you know, uh, my wife's Korean. My, so my kids are half Korean. So I try to really work on the Korean culture stuff. So we went for what's called jajam young or jajam young. It's a Korean dish that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It's noodles with like uh, onions and pork on top of it. Incredible. Yes. Please. Uh, and Amazing. so I was getting my eye exam last week which I have to talk to you about because we live in the future. Um, Because, you know, I got my grandpa glasses when I make a day trade, Mm or make a J trade. Um, Same.
1: I literally got laser eye surgery and still have to wear readers. So what did you find out? Because I need it. Okay. There
0: are eye drops. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. That you you put in. She gave them to me on on Friday. And I'm looking at a piece of paper. I had just done a test. Mm -hmm. And there were five paragraphs and I got to the third one. Then I put my readers on, you know, my grandpa readers that you just get for two bucks off of Amazon, three for five, whatever. And um, she gives me the drops. I can read like I have the grandpa glasses on. So, whoa, what's going on here? So there is this new drop you can get. I got a prescription for it. It's sold out right now. Uh, but I'm going to be getting it later this week. I'm waiting for them to fill the prescription. I leave the place 20 minutes later. I take out my phone, which I cannot read Robin Hood or Superhuman with these tiny fonts. Mm-hmm. Because do- those two apps don't change. Superhuman in particular. Like, why does it have to be so small? Okay. Some folks like to have a design aesthetic. And, you know, they have great eyesight. And so, great. But, yeah. you know, when you change on your iPhone the size of the font, some apps will change. other, But some apps don't because it will break the design that they've gone for. So, they're just like put on glasses. Anyway, I pull out Robin Hood. I pull out Superhuman. And I can see for the first time in three years. And it really works, yeah. It works. And Did it it's, sting. I've heard some it, people say it does that they sting, can sting when you first put them in. Mm-hmm. It's like you got a little uh, pepper. You know, you ever get mustard or pepper in your eye by accident, yeah. yeah, or something like a little pepper dust for five seconds? It felt like it just had to blink three times and it was fine.
1: Okay,
0: this All is right. life changing. If this is the result, and then I looked at my Tesla, my Model Y. Uh, I think it's called Venuity. Is the name of these drops? Um, I look I at the. So. I look at the maps, and I see the map clear while I'm driving. So now I was having this issue when I wanted to use the interface, you know, some aspects of the interface would be too small for me to see And I had to put my grandpa glasses on halfway down, look at the road, then look down. It was a disaster.
1: Oh, that's this yeah. is game changer. That's danger beauty is beauty. What, what it's called. Yeah, I, was reading about that. I read the New York Times because I was in the same boat. I was just like, this is absurd. I, you know, paid all this money went through this whole LASIK thing you know, fixed my, I'm going to die in an earthquake vision, but still have to wear readers. It seems like she, the, people have reported the stinging and a little bit of like red, like droopy dog thing. Hmm. But honestly, I feel like that's because this is version one. Yeah. And the fact that this exists and is just going to keep getting better is a game changer. So game changer. My, uh, what do you call a doctor who works
0: on your eyes? What are they called? Optometrists. Optometrist. Okay. <laughs> I, listen, I don't. I have There's never a name gone, for that. so this is yeah. my first time since I was a kid. So the optometrist yeah. happens to be Korean. She's yeah. uh, friendly with my wife, who goes there, and she told me about this Jim Young place. So I went to Oakland. Oh. Okay. So I got th- this is a big weekend for me. I got a great recommendation for Jajim Young. So the name of the place is Gang Nam. G A N G N A M. Jajang. J A J A N G. This is as good as the dragon on Vermont in LA. LA, we have the biggest I mean, Korean district outside of Seoul in Korea. And I don't live there anymore. So
1: anyway. Oh, I know. Yeah, this is like our little Koreatown. This little stretch of Oakland is totally yes. Koreatown. You get super authentic food. And they are helpfully tell you how to eat it a lot of times. Yes. <laughs>
0: well, they will. Yes. Because they the best, give yeah. you the pajang, like the little dishes mm-hmm. around it. They'll give you vinegar. They'll give you soy sauce. They give you a couple of dipping sauces. You need to ask. And it's okay to ask. They'll They'll totally tell you. Yeah. Like for some, when you're getting barbecue, they give you sesame with salt in it. And you're like, what is this for? It's like, it's only for the beef. You don't put the bagogi in there because that's already dressed. It's for the beef that has nothing on it. No marinade. Anyway, then I went to a place called Milk Bomb. So I just looked and I told the girls, here's all the highest rated ice cream. Here's the pictures. And they see a donut filled with ice cream (laughs) with (laughs) toppings on. it. Yep. Which for six-year-olds and a 12-year-old daughter is like... I mean... Head explodes. So we went and got please. that. Then Sunday, uh, I took them to like some gymnastic stuff. And then for breakfast burritos, which, you know, a breakfast burrito with a hash brown and bacon in it is... I never thought you could put a hash brown inside a burrito. They went crazy for that. Then if there wasn't enough going on this weekend, because it was a rainy weekend, I took them to an escape room. Escape rooms are amazing. Highly recommend. I'm going to do it for us for a team activity. But do it, so fun. It was great. It was great.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I've never done one, and I have no good reason. I think it's just like the it. the last couple of companies I worked for were not based here. Also, journalists never mm. do anything fun. We don't do any team bonding because we're also the world. Yeah, <laughs> just, just complain. <laughs> be cynical. Just be mad about stuff. <laughs> just be mad. I, trust me, I was one. I know. Just complain exactly. about stuff. Just the world's going to hell. Mad. World's going to hell. Why would you bond? There's a lone wolf out here trying to... world's coming to an end anyway. Waste trying to kind. bring down a president. Uh, it's your highest, best goal. Exactly.
0: Well, you know, now it's... Uh, I am so optimistic. I feel super optimistic, so... Uh, and ha- oh, job. by the way. I got a
1: little work done because it was a rainy Sunday. Watched football. Oh, my God. What a football weekend. Hmm. Who's your team? I don't... You know, I'm a team? a team. I'm a little teamless. Oh, I okay. grew up. As a Packers fan, because, you know, okay. I grew up in Montana and North Dakota. Mm-hmm. In Montana, you either rooted for the Broncos or the Packers, and I just could not. I don't know if you remember the Broncos in the 90s. That was kind of a thing. Yeah, Everybody sure. in their full, you know, head-to-toe gear. Yeah. So for a long time, I was a Packers fan. Then I sort of stopped being a Packers fan, kind of just in time. Then the Raiders moved. The Niners just don't do much for me, but I guess it's time. I don't know. Uh, My brother's I, just so Tom Have me you been to Tom a 49ers Brady's. game? Well, we're going to we're gonna go. My brother and I are going to the Bucks Niners mm-hmm. game in December because we right. want to see Tom Brady. Ah, in what oh, is almost yeah. what may or may not be his last scene. Well, I bought. I accidentally bought two extra tickets. Okay, oh, pretty good seats. Well, so if you I, want I'm them, I feel like I the, owe you.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> where how good are they?
1: <laughs> well, they're they're not J Cal good. They're club. Okay. They're club
0: seats. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm friendly with um, Jed York, who I think is the
1: owner yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. runs. So it, you're so you're fine. So you don't need my ticket.
0: No, no. But he's incredibly generous to me. Like he's like, hey, you want to come on the field or you know whatever. So shout out to my my guy Jed York. But uh, I've gone to maybe two or three games down there. What a great experience! And I've gotten really. I haven't gone on the field yet, but I've gotten some. The suites there is quite an experience. I don't really? know if you've been to the suite level is bonkers. Like they'll just make you whatever food you want and you get an incredible view. And they lowered the sweets down to like
1: so the sweets are actually like See, a that's very great. I feel like sweets level. are always too high. This is too the high. dumbest thing I have ever done. The the stupidest oh ethics journalism thing I've ever done was that I got invited to go to WrestleMania at huh. Levi when it first opened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think it would be totally ethical for me to do that, which is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life, because I should have gone to freaking WrestleMania at Levi Stadium. That would have been awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, now, see, now you're a venture capitalist doing random acts of journalism on this program. No conflict, no interest. No conflict, no interest. I mean, if somebody wants to if come and they're a founder of a company, to have us venture come capitalist to their suite, sponsor, let's go. do that. Yeah. Silicon Valley bank, shout out, get us in your suite. Whoever, we'll come. We'll, I'll we'll be take a Niners
1: I, I guess. I could, you know. Uh,
0: and we did a little nice thing. Brad Gerstner had us over to his barn series, a little private series. So you and I did fun. our first public experience. That was fun mm-hmm. for you,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. J- Jason and I triggered the technocrats together.
0: Uh, I found out <laughs> s- subsequently there was like a major uh, Facebook and a major Google
1: person there. So when I was giving, I met her... the major Facebook person. Actually, we're we're good now. Oh, okay, good. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you, oh, you're you're Cinderella and cleaning up my mess. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I was. I remember, she oh. yelled at me. It was my, all right. Was, she was upset at you. Yeah. It was that was my mess. Yeah. It's good. It's good. to have debates. All right. So she's full... doing God's
1: work. I'll tell you what. Anyway, yes, we got yeah, a lot up that of mess, mess is to talk about. Not fun
0: all right i think we got through everything it's a lot on the dot we got through the uh banter here we got <laughs> through for the, the banter which got is through key. the banter so we can the catch show. up which is key it's key i think it's good people it's so you nice. know people are starting to call the show molly and Cal in the morning so they like the you know molly and Cal of this <laughs> uh, we need to morning. get some sound effects little we should definitely Zoom do like as a goof, like molly and Cal in the morning you know like whole z100 zoo radio 100 package done These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business because, listen, we're living in turbulent times, so you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the most qualified, elite candidates. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster, and they'll do it for free. Then you can add your job and the purple hiring frame around your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They've got tons of simple tools over there at LinkedIn jobs to make screening questions easy. So you can find the candidates who really want the jobs. And of course, you know, they have the skills and the experience all out there on everybody's profile, people voting for what skills people have to validate that for you. I don't have to explain how awesome LinkedIn is and all these features, you know that because you're on it every day. And this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus Leading competitors, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know, every week, nearly forty million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's right. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/twist. That's LinkedIn.com/twist to post your first job for free. Terms and
1: conditions apply. I'll tell you what I make you laugh. Did not do yesterday. Uh, I didn't do my be real because I was just having such a cozy blanket day, and I didn't want to. Because you know who is crush. M mm. is timing his B reels. He is not being real with his B reels. I busted him at that exact event. He's like, Did you do your B reel already? I'm like, Yeah, when the notification came up, he saved it.
2: He's saving
1: mean? his B reels. Because, you know, the point of B reel is when you get the notification, you're supposed yeah. to be real. Right. No. Presh is just hanging on to the notification until something cool is happening and then taking his picture and posting late hmm. on purpose. Interesting. When he's doing something cool. So people are already hacking Be Real in a million different ways, but all this shows you is that it's the thing we're all talking about and the thing that everybody's doing. And the question we've all been asking is like, great, when is it going to make some money and how? And is that going to ruin it? And today we have yes. some news. Oh, we do have news be real. On it.
0: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, we did have news a couple weeks ago that they raised a monster round. Yep. Congratulations totally. to them. They so raised be a real. Around. And we had news last week that TikTok outzucked them. Stone
1: Cold. Stone Cold zucked them. Stone and stole everything. Just (laughs) zucked them hard. Just no shame in that game at all. Like copy pasta straight up. And then uh, now it turns out that Be Real is starting to talk about how to make money. And according (laughs) to the Financial Times, uh, Be Real is based in France. We should note, according to the Financial Times, Be Real is, quote, keen to avoid the pitfalls of its U.S. competitors. And by pitfalls, they mean paid advertising. Okay they really trying to monetize without advertising. Uh, let's see, it's recent raise. So B-real's they're going to do merch.
0: No, I mean merch doesn't make a lot of money. To do merch,
1: I guess they're going to introduce that doesn't make a lot of
0: money. Merch is like, nice, but you're not going to make them. You're not going to not for the amount of venture capital they raise. Merch not going to work. They're not doing a live event, so it just leaves one thing:
1: subscription. Exactly. Yep. So is that what they're doing? Uh, apparently, they are going oh, to okay. introduce some. Uh, paid features Great. um and try to get people to try to monetize that way and perfect at least it's convincing investors it seems they have uh, they're in the process of raising an 85 sure. million dollar series b at a 600 million dollar valuation
0: led by yuri milner my pal uh from dst global yuri famously did the 10 billion ish round for facebook
2: mm-hmm.
0: as we learned in the power law book He bought some shares lower and some preferred shares higher to blend his price, I think more to the $8 billion valuation. Anyway, that was one of the great bets of all time in Silicon Valley. Uh, And everybody that you're Amelia was paying too much. So here again, he's betting on a $600 million valuation for a company with no revenue that wants to do subscription. But I think he's gonna do it again. I think this company is smart.
1: Um, yeah, somebody should are, try at scale doing something like it. I mean, I, right. Like, I guess I would like to see someone try that. It's unclear what those would be. It sounds like they aren't likely to launch until Q3
2: 2023.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I am having a hard. I mean, honestly, like. If it's a yearly thing, like if I just pay and download it from the like I'm thinking of the thing I the app I pay the most for is all trails. I pay for that, too. Right. Which is I use super it worth four times it a year. It, probably saved my life on this trip in Montana where we use the downloaded topo maps to figure out uh, yeah. like literally how to find a path, you know, a path. That, that is the paid feature, right? You can out.
0: download maps
1: and yeah, have and them all offline. Multiple views. You can get the topo lines in the satellite and have it all offline and not die What's a out topo
0: now? line? That's topography or something? Topography. So yeah. you can
1: see like, If you're supposed to be, if you're down the hill and you're supposed to be up the hill, you can use the topography map to figure out what elevation you should be at. And what is it? I think it's 60 bucks a year for all trails. I think it's a little less, 20 or 30, something like that. So Maybe I always get it on sale. It's pretty cheap. So I could imagine a scenario in which I was like, you know what? Be real. Sure. I'll down, I'll I'll pay 10 bucks for the year, 20 bucks for the year. I'd pay 20 bucks for the year for be real. I think
0: people would pay, and you don't need everybody to pay. You just need 10% of users to pay.
1: Exactly. To have a huge business. What's the, How many people are using this thing? Apparently, advertising has not been completely ruled out according to the Financial Times, but they don't want it to be intrusive if it occurs. Let's see okay. how many. I know million, there are 100 million, right? 15 yeah. million daily active users. Oh, 15 million daily active users. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I wonder what their... But it was 10,000 users a year ago. 15 so million a is day blockers. is a lot of people. 15 million a
0: day. Uh, so these are... De- this is... Cumulative downloads or downloads per day? Worldwide installs from the App Store and Google Play, but it doesn't say, no, that does it ever go down? Does this, the chart we're looking at ever go down? If it doesn't, then it's cumulative. So, and I, there's no commas there, so I can't see if that's a billion downloads or something of the app. It's a
1: million. It's a right? million. Or it's 1.2 million? 12 million
0: Twelve million downloads. Fifteen? No, it can't because it's fifteen million daily. So that have to million be million daily.
1: So it's 120 1.2 million
0: million downloads or one point two billion. So it would make sense to me that it was over a billion downloads because they have right. fifteen million a day. We one percent of the downloads using it a day. They probably have triple the number of monthlies. They might have if they have fifteen million a day. They could have upwards of fifty million a month. If you were to get of the 15 million daily 10% to pay that would be 1.5 1.5 paying 30 dollars a year would be 100 million in just pure profit a year uh
1: great start and if yeah. they 10x from there billion dollars a year in revenue so great start and if they really do make the pitch which i which no social media so far has had the muscles the biceps chutzpah. the chutzpah to pitch the ball. yeah like nobody's just come along and said hey We'll uh-huh. give you a really great, nice, clean experience with no targeted advertising that follows you all over and stalks you if you pay. Nobody has ever like just said it just yeah. like that. And it would be really interesting to see. And then, you know, you should get a little extra, like you can keep your be real photos and you could do this with them and, you know, whatever, like a little additional.
0: Here's I mean, what I would do. We'll see. You Do, um, do 30 bucks a year, mm-hmm. uh, which is five bucks a month, right? No, it's yeah. less. Five bucks less. a month would be 60. So it's 250 a month. 250. 250 a month 30 That's bucks cool. a year, you get a special uh, logo on your name and you get to do like one or two extra features like maybe I could uh, Get extra lenses or I get to do an extra b Real at the time I want or s- I, something with the time yeah. Issue mm-hmm. maybe you get to do a retake or something. But anyway come up with something fun. Mm-hmm. then I Would sell one advertiser a day gets to sponsor B real and that sponsor mm-hmm gets to have a little logo at the bottom left of every image that's shared that day. So if it was The Walking Dead. So good. He's so oh, good at this. I'm a good product. Anyway, if it was The Walking Dead new season, if it was some new Disney film, if it was the new Prius, whatever your jam is, they get a little image that comes up on the bottom left, does a little spin, and then disappears or, and becomes really small. So one global advertiser a day, you price it at a premium $200 CPM. So, you know, it winds up costing a million bucks a day. And you just say, you know, to whoever, it's a million bucks a day. And these days before the holiday and before, you know, what do they call it, is it Black Friday, mm-hmm, Cyber Monday? Mm-hmm. Those are three million. You want those days, those are three, they're premium days. Every other day is a million. And you can buy them now. Watch people race in because of scarcity and buy all that inventory out. So and then they get the affinity of supporting a super cool hipster place. That's how I would do it. And no tracking. The only no tracking, tracking that occurs is if yep. you click. So no tracking on the app. If you choose to go to their website, well, of course, you're going to get tracked. The end. What do you like? So rate, my <laughs> 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 rate
1: my idea. Rate my idea. You are a good product guy. You're good. You're, you're good. good. You're good, you're kid. Good. <laughs> you're good. Uh, sounds uh, by like the way, among you know this guy
0: dropped out of high school, the kid who built it? I want to get this guy on the program. What's his that, name? That Xavier. Bananas. Wait. The school was Xavier Meals.
1: 42? 42. That's the coding school that he went to. He went to this coding school in France called huh. Xavier Niels 42.
0: Huh. And that's a weird name for a school, but okay. Yeah.
1: So he dropped that. He doesn't have a
0: high school diploma. He's he went to six years old. And now he's uh, going to be worth like, if he owns 25% of the business, I don't know how many co founders he got. Kids worth 100 million. Good for him. And they're talking this about this. This is why him. you don't go to school.
1: Don't go to college.
0: Go to developer school.
1: Amazing. Love it. I had he's not realized actually, though. side note on, until today, that the Figma founder was mm-hmm. a teal fellow. He was a teal people. fellow.
0: Yeah, but I did not see Peter teal anywhere in the breakdown of the money made.
1: I don't either. But so this Thiel is a failure on one of the people Who took the hundred thousand to to not go to college? Is that what yeah. the teal fellows did? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, listen, you can say what you want about Peter teal
0: That was a brilliant idea. I love that idea. Like yeah. you know, it's super disruptive. It made an interesting statement. Here we are talking about it, and now it has an outcome. Right. So what he did was, he's like, I'll pay you $100,000 to quit and go do something interesting in your life. What did that do? It brought every iconoclastic pirate rebel samurai in the world to say, yeah, give me my hundy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're a weirdo with interesting ideas, Peter Thiel. I'll come hang out with you and have coffee. Brilliant move. He's like, I want all the weirdo mutants in the world, and I'll pay you $100,000 to come here. Peter Thiel mm-hmm. has his moments. Yeah, has his moments I will say that I just watched a talk with him about California. Uh, he did he have like some talk at one of these like Republican things and his California yeah. talk was surprisingly self aware. And he went through the Republicans like position on things and he savaged Republicans for being like the most negative group of people and not being like super positive with an actual plan but just being like, regressive and anti everything. And He said, "We need to have like a prosperity plan that actually is positive. We're too negative." I was like, "Go, Peter! Ah, wow, self awareness. I'll,
1: cool. I'll send you the link." Cool, cool. I gotta have Peter back his, on the pod. Where's his car. money going? Just well, whatever. I mean, you, you could do both things at the same time. You could be betting for your team. You could be a genius and also perpetrating evil. Yes, one hundred percent.
0: Well, I mean, it's <laughs> th-
1: there's a million
0: things about Peter and his positions that are incongruous because these people who are partisan, they their partisanship, and their own personal opinions, Mm -hmm. like they're totally partisan. And they just want to win, even if it's against their personal opinions. And Peter's gay and married. Mm -hmm. And they want they can't find 10 Republicans to do the marriage bill. I mean, it's like, Hello, like, you're all pro gay, or the majority of Republicans are pro gay marriage. Why would they vote for it? It's like, Oh, they don't want to lose the evangelicals. I mean, it's just the height of cynicism and unprincipled behavior, because they just want to win without actually thinking about the issues. So I'd like to put that aside, but.
1: Yes, anyway, I did anyway, not, I just sorry. had not known that he was a Teal Fellow. And obviously, clearly some of these alternative paths are producing, they're not gonna all, it's a power law thing. Don't assume you're it. gonna have the same outcome by dropping out of high school and going to coding school. However.
0: You're gonna do better than if you went to college, if you are good, become a good programmer, I tell you that. You think well, 100%. so? 100%. Think, if I you that- quit, if you go to coding school instead of college, we had a thousand people do that. Mm-hmm. Let's say hundred for easier memory. Mm-hmm. hundred people go complete coding school, complete college. And let's just put independent of degree in college, but a non-coding degree, mm-hmm. non-coding degree, bachelor's coding. Who's going to be making more money? Because coding school is only six months a year. Let's just say it's a year coding school versus a four-year degree. Who do you think is yeah. going to be doing better in the workplace five years in? Making cool. more money. No.
1: I mean, if you went to school for finance, you're going to be making more money. maybe undergraduate degree in finance? I'm not so sure. on average. yeah, I don't know. You're probably right. I don't know if we're right in the long term. I, I worry, like I think that we're rapidly approaching a tipping point where computers are going to be doing the coding. So there's possible so that learning the design around it or the implementation or the business plan, like yeah. that might end up being valuable. We might like circle back around. That can be funny, actually, because it used to be the developers were like, eh, a dime a dozen. I just need a couple of developers. It's
0: really the Steve Jobs who, you know, coordinates the whole thing, who's important.
1: Right. And increasingly, we're oh. for low for front end stuff or, you know, like, I don't know, we're, we're not, we're, we're creeping up on that. I think these not tools, now. no, there not are now. tools that like uh,
0: the, you know, the Google, the Gmail thing where it tells you like what you're about to write and it guesses your next three words. Yeah there is the equivalent now on GitHub and other services, GitLab, whatever it is, code. that will write some of the code for you We'll say, Hey, oh, you're doing a login for Facebook, boom, here's the code. I or I think you're doing that. Would you like this code snippet? Yeah. So
1: like, we're gonna elements. get to Dolly for code. Yes, very soon. Like very soon. Yeah, five years. Uh, it's already starting to happen. Just, I mean, mm-hmm.
0: how many times we use that Gmail thing? Does it actually guess correctly? Yeah, one out of three? Often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 50%. I think it's like 50% for me. I like to write my own words. So when I see it just out of complete um, contempt for how good it is, I just rewrite it with more flesh. I know I do
1: too. I never let it. I'm That's like, so funny. I'm the same, like, I have the exact same oppositional defiance where I'm like, yeah, nice try. No, I'm just going to make, I'm just shifting it. It's up. like, I'd love to. And it's like, invite you to. And I'm like, yeah, welcome see you, you to. <laughs> exactly. Like, screw you. You got it. I'll be back. like, hope to. And it'll be like, talk to you soon. I'm like, catch up shortly. Yeah. I will no, not. It just. I You're do not. You're not gonna win machines. No, fight against the machine, rage against the machine.
0: If you are a startup, you need to sign up for Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N. Notion is the greatest piece of software I've used in the last couple of years. I love Notion. And I just want you to go to notion.com slash twist and sign up for free right now. The, you go to slash twist, you get it for free. At my companies, Inside and Launch, we run the entire companies on Notion and I run my personal household on Notion. I run everything on Notion, including my own personal notes. Notion is the most amazing tool. It's like a wiki, it's like a database, it's like a Google sheet, it's got tables. The apps work seamlessly across every device you have. Whether you're on your phone, your iPad, your laptop, your desktop, big screens on desktop, it is perfect. And they have thought about every single function in your life, personal, private, public, business, accounting, sales, CRM, every single function in an organization or your personal life. And they've made gorgeous, stunning templates. If you were to just go to Notion's template library and look at theirs, then you go Notion library, you just type in Notion templates and then whatever keyword, OKRs, to-do list, task list, whatever you're trying to do, employee reviews. Literally, it's built into Notion. Notion.com slash twist. To start for free, again, Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N, Notion, what a great name, slash twist. To take the first step toward your organization dominating and being productive. And the knowledge base has arrived. And it's gorgeous. And it's beautiful. And it's Notion. Notion.com slash twist. Okay, speaking of raging against the machine.
1: Yeah. Same segue in my Same brain. Same segue in your mind. Woo. The information war is real, friends. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the and Pentagon. we suck at it. And unfortunately, like, spoiler alert, we're not even very good at it. We're doing it. But we kind of suck at it. The Pentagon ordered an audit of how it conducts clandestine information warfare after social media platforms found fake accounts suspected of being run by the U.S. military. Right. So these are uh, accounts that, for example, uh, advanced anti-Russia narratives, citing the Kremlin's imperialist war in Ukraine and warning of the conflict's direct impact on Central Asian countries, um, and so on and so forth. They <laughs> found the sort. These are anonymous sources in the Wall Street Journal, but. They noted that uh, U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, is one of the groups whose activities are facing scrutiny and that significantly they found that the pretend personas employing tactics used by countries such as Russia and China did not gain much traction and that overt accounts actually attracted more followers. And Hmm. it sort of sounds like, according to the journal, that literally Facebook came to CENTCOM and was like, guys... Are these your like, accounts? If we can figure out that it's your accounts, yeah. so can yeah. the Gen Z's. Like, they can snip it I out.
0: mean, and we and <laughs> the thing is, we found all the Russian accounts, right? And that was part of the Mueller report. Everybody's like, oh, there was no Russian interference, Russian hoax. Mm-hmm. Except the Mueller report has all these indictments and they found all these boiler rooms where they were creating all these memes and all this stuff. Yeah. There was Russian interference. Nice. It's proven. Did it, did it impact the election? Probably didn't change it, but it definitely impacted it on the margins. But, um, the truth is, even those kind of sucked and were easy to identify. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is anybody trying to identify them and do they take them time? Do they take them down before they have their impact? Right. So even if they're easy to identify, if I got you to think Hillary Clinton is a lizard with a Pizzagate basement thing, if I influenced you in the 60 days and you
1: found out about it six months later, well, it's too late. It already impacted the election. Mm-hmm. So we're done here. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah, doubt I mean, that they're easy to spot. I don't doubt that they're easy to spot, and I'm sure that there are some that are less easy to spot. And this this piece makes a good point, quoting people saying, you know, look, our enemies are doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. PSYOPs is real. We are in an information war full stop. That is a huge way in which countries, all kinds of countries, including ours and including Iran and including China and including Russia, are attempting to gain advantage and leverage. That is unquestionably happening. And so, you know, sources in the government are saying to the journal, like, I hope you don't think that we shouldn't be engaging in this, considering that it's happening. You wouldn't like; it, otherwise, it's a completely one-sided war. It's or a two-sided metric. war. We, we have to do it.
0: But the oh, more important thing to do here do have
1: to be better
0: is to go find existing people who are influential and flip them. That's what we need to do. We need to find like, oh, hey, this person's a crazy, you know, you know, left or right person. We need to meet with them and be like, hey, we got you on these things. How'd you like to come work for us? <laughs> By the way, we know we got you on these things. Taxes, whatever, grift that they're doing. Oh, hey, grifter, we know you grifted this. Um, we'd like you to continue your grift. By all means, c- continue to grift, and we will part in your grift. But we would like you, um, there'll come a time where you're gonna post some things for us. That may go against what you're doing here, but. There will come a time when we're going to ask you.
1: I like it. That's what like I'm it. doing. Assets, cultivating assets. By Cultivate the way, some assets. That you can is be almost sure, certainly also happening. You can be sure. There are MAGA assets working for the government
0: and there are WOKE whatever assets on this side. They got them all dialed in. And whenever they want, they're like, yeah, we're going to have you dialed this way or that way. Not for political reasons, but maybe for the safety of the country. Maybe to you know find Probably out these maniacs. reasons. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, these maniacs from January 6th. What's the name of them? Oath Keepers? Oath Keepers. Like, those idiots are so dumb that they were putting stuff. The reason they're all going to jail is (laughs) because they all (laughs) put this stuff into group chat. We're going to flip the election. We're going to take over the government. I mean, they're so dumb. The Oath Keepers and this whole group of people are so dumb that when they wanted to... Uh, do this conspiracy. They let anybody into group chat and said, here's the conspiracy. Yeah. They were so dumb they didn't even do it in person where they could say, Everybody put your phones in the drawer here. We're gonna scan everybody, lift your shirt. The mob knows how to do this. The mob doesn't use group chat.
1: Yeah.
0: You go to the clubhouse. Go to the clubhouse for God's sake. Play some poker, and then we're gonna have a real conversation. And like three guys might ask you to strip down to your skivvies to check if you're wired.
1: Not saying I know, just saying. I'm not saying I've been in a situation, situation before where people check for wires, but telling the I'm like so believe me, you're just speaking my language right now. I'm listening to all the Grey Man books, and then I just I binged that uh, on my rainy day. I binged that Terminal List show ah. on Amazon Prime, which is unbelievably violent. But I'm just like in mm. t- full spy mode right now. Yeah. So this there couldn't have been better timing for me to see this article today and be like, yeah. But oh, and by here's- the way, House of Dragons. I don't want to. Thursday, we'll
0: talk about it. I'm sure I just watched House of Dragons last night. Yeah. Literally, they're just like murdering wives. Just everybody's getting murdered. It's just, they were like, this time will be different. Nope. No. Nope. Everybody's getting murdered. Nope. Everybody's being raped and tortured and murdered and stabbed. It's insanity. It's insanity. It's, it's insanity. like but a crazy end,
1: bait and switch. Like, I think they were just like, no, 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 don't worry. Lure no. you in? And by the way, at the end of the show,
0: two people will come on. And it will be very great gender representation and they'll explain to you what happened and why it's from the female gaze and why
1: this is you know
0: but anyway it's just chaos and, murder. I, will, and I will i will be it. sure to I love do it. yeah I it's, mean, it's an listen, incredible
1: show i'm reading the recap i really like the book version of this i just read the recaps because i can't stomach it I if you've had any trauma in like- your life or you don't
0: like murder and torture rape and anything else please don't watch the show they should no. put a giant they must be a, a huge trigger warning.
1: i mean it's funny that i just watched a show where like literally a guy gets gutted and paraded around by his intestines and i was fine with that sort of but like this yeah is the sadist much. it's this really it's the sadism it's a sadistic nature of some of these shows that it is it's you know it's not like, like somebody just randomly gets murdered
0: or it's a war shows,
1: it's like gleeful they just it's like the gleeful torture it's of the humans. Glee. yeah um all right. Well, listen, our military needs to be better at this. I'm sure we will be. Congratulations. However, I do want to yeah. point out one thing I yeah. thought that was kind of interesting. They said the two most followed a- assets in the data, uh-huh. uh a, a report by Graphica and Stanford, were, were that um they said the most successful accounts were overt accounts that publicly declared a connection to the US military. So just like be influencers. Just yeah, there's be a ton of these like, Chinese accounts. We're the like, military and we're awesome. There are Those known Chinese state actors who have
0: interacted with me and many other folks who are like, you're wrong about what's going on in Shanghai with the lockdown, they'll just interact with you. Yeah. So it's almost like you get to interact with the press secretary, Yeah. you know, I'm like probably. there's always a, yeah. yeah. Own it. Or for them, it's journalists, like their journalists work for the state. So you're right. like, oh, hey, Kara Swisher. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Kara Swisher of this Chinese morning, whatever, Herald and, but they work, imagine if Kara Swisher worked for Trump or Putin or whoever's in charge, that's what's happening in China. So you will have this like okay. high-profile journalist who will argue with you. And you're like, I'm having an argument with a journalist. Like, mm. like half journalist, half like, state. I don't think you're 100%
1: objective here.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't hmm. have exactly the same line between a journalist and a CIA PR yeah.
1: machine. Uh, interesting. Um, let's- it's interesting that people are monitoring this. Oh, uh, of course they are. We're in an active information war. I mean, when you talk to sure. like, sure we are, you know, NatSec people, they're just like, y- the idea that we would talk about conflict with China without talking about information is such a bizarre, you cannot segment these things out, or even like Russia's Ukraine attack also is an information war, like everything sure. is. I wonder um, if these, they, do you think they put these fake, act, maybe the counts that got busted, they put out there to
0: get busted on purpose, so you don't get the r- the real good ones? I know what I wonder too. I'm like, it, I would just leveling. put out the klutzy one and hide the good one. They probably yeah. have like four layers, like Here's the ones we know you're going to catch real easy. Here's the ones we know you're going to catch next. These are the ones that you may or may not catch. And then these are the ones where you actually flip the people and you right. have no idea. And I those so, people too. will never say it because the second they do, we're going to indict them for the 20 crimes they did that we know about.
1: Yeah. That's the stuff I love. I love that stuff. I love the. I mean, like, I don't believe for a second that we just, and maybe this is me being naive and hopeful, but I don't believe for a second that we're just like so clunky at it that we're just no. like, hey, fellow kids, I would like to talk to you about US national exceptionalism. Is skateboard like, on the shoulder. Yeah, like, no way. Hey, there, would anybody like, like to talk that. about
0: the insurrection or Ukraine? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. What do you think about, like, I don't know, storm in the Capitol? Like, no, <laughs> there's a gray man version of this maniacs, there are people who are good at it. Yeah, this Um,
0: guy, we hope,
1: we hope. Listen, if you're a
0: founder or an employee of a startup, it's critical that you become capital efficient at a time like this fundraising really hard. And your burn rate, hey, that might make you unfundable. And you want to make that runway last as long as possible. Well, One great way to do that is to cut the cost of running all of these disparate SaaS applications, why not run on one platform and that one platform is called Odoo. Using Odoo Suite business applications means you don't have to have a bunch of messy SaaS subscriptions everywhere that nobody's using, that are costing you all this money, you're getting charged on your credit cards every month. Nope, everything you need is already in Odoo. All you have to do is turn it on, boop, when you're ready. And they'll only charge you for the apps you use. They wanna grow with you, they wanna support you. They have over 40 main apps and 16,000 apps from their open source community. We're talking about all the important stuff, sales, accounting, marketing, automation, HR, website builders, and so, so much more. And this will streamline your business. No more issues transferring your data back and forth and wasting time. Now it's time for the best part. The call to action on this is amazing. The first app you use on Odoo is free forever, okay? And they're so confident, they're gonna give you a $1,000 credit on your first implementation pack. All you have to do is go to odoo.com slash twist, O-D-O-O
1: dot com slash twist for $1,000 off. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash twist. Let's talk about, let's just have a little fun now with the high, high cost of being an Apple early adopter because you never don't get burned by buying Apple products first out the gate. Yeah, wait there three months. There are reports that the iPhone 14 Pro, Jason found this one early this morning, the iPhone 14 Pro camera Apparently, when users try to operate it, the fancy new camera, whatever it does that's fancy and new, because there always is that with a new iPhone, it evidently makes a rattling noise and Play the, clip. the image it's is insane. You got to watch this video. It just watch the absurd. video. I mean, it it's feels just like it's a an joke. angry hummingbird fart sound. It's crazy.
0: I mean, it is feels like it's about to blow up. It's like mission impossible. Like the message you're just heard is
1: about to explode in 10 seconds. So that's a TikTok user named Damien who posted this and said this pretty much only happens in like Snap uh, in some sort of third party app. They because it only happens on third party apps, people think it's probably a software bug. Because Because. of course it is because of course Apple did not Give these third party app makers no. the specs for their fancy new camera stuff because they they might have like leaked wait, it. Why would it would vibrate like, then?
0: I don't understand. There's like how how does it vibrate? Why does it vibrate?
1: Know. I don't really understand that, but maybe it's just like I mean, software controls everything, so maybe oh, it's wait, like here activating it is. the shutter. And no,
0: no, no. Image state it has something to do with the, the, the speculation is it has something to do with optical image stabilization. Right. So, it's, so it's the image stabilization gone is like wild. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll fi- th- this is like one of those quick fixes. I think they get the fix out for this in, you know, yeah. like two days or something.
1: This is why you wait. Like, I'm waiting for 16.1 or whatever the new iOS is. Just mm-hmm. call me when there's a point one, and then I'll download it. And then you get the next, you get the second shipment of new iPhones. You never buy the first stuff.
0: Well, and here's the thing that's really important. There are like these um, analysts in China and Hong Kong who know all the supply chain. They are saying the demand for the iPhone 14 Pro is insane right. now. Hmm. So this indicates um, that the pro version is selling higher than the 14 according to what's being ordered for it. So they're gonna have like maybe 10% more phones sold or whatever. So I think my J trade of Apple is going to be higher is going to be like a big win. Because despite inflation, the great jobs and the spending of Americans continues even though interest rates have gone up mortgages are absurdly expensive mm-hmm. we're getting close to triple or it's over 2x what it was yeah mortgages are over six percent and I got locked mine in at two point something like yeah, absurd
1: I mean, it's more than triple at the what the lowest it really triple rates now? were I think or triple and maybe not more than because it was
0: almost- 2.2 maybe at the 2.3 I think I got mine at and now it's over six so that is almost triple it's yeah, two and a half almost
1: I triple. Guess. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and yet Americans be shopping like nobody is slowing down. They're just putting it on credit cards. They're figuring it out like, oh, buy now, pay later. We have money. Buy now, pay later galore. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because the iPhone 14 was like the most perfunctory of updates. I mean, it was like yeah, they could necessary? barely even be bothered with the to, to sex it up and make it seem like this is an awesome must have update. But for people who have been holding on since the 12 or the 12 minute, you know, it's like anybody who skipped an update now wants this one. And they're saying that they are actually going to switch production lines, potentially, Mm. because they are forecasting an increase uh, of iPhone 14 Pro models by about 10%. Now, that could also be because people didn't buy that many new iPhones during the pandemic.
0: Or maybe Apple put in a small order because they thought there would be headwinds in the economy and they were wrong.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. It's hard to tell what's going
0: on in the economy right now. Like we keep raising the rates. We're going to raise the rates again. The market has collapsed. It's been bouncing along the bottom, but we still have a lot of jobs, but unemployment may be ticking up a little bit, but it's still historically low. Mm -hmm. But The amount of inventory in the hot markets is going through the roof for homes, but the home prices haven't come down that much, but price cuts are starting to happen. But mortgages have two and a half X. So (laughs) I feel like we're right in the slush, like where everything's changing. Like we're in the middle of the hurricane Mm -hmm. and we're going to know like, in the fourth quarter, what actually happened?
1: Right. Because okay. all the data is trailing. All the data is trailing. There is only one thing that I can predict with confidence, and that nice. is that Apple will sell a record number of iPhones, just like it always does.
0: It's so <laughs> crazy to me, but I, I, you know, but I think the it's thing like a is, subscription service at this point. Yeah. I feel like we've underestimated the value we get from our smartphones dramatically. And therefore, because we bought them originally for 400 bucks, 500 bucks, we never conceived of what a great deal a $500 smartphone was. A $500 smartphone that you could sell for 200 after three years, or even say 100 after three years, mm-hmm. Means $400. $400 is about a dollar a day if you kept it for a year. But if you kept it for three years, it's like 35 cents a day. 35 cents a day. For a product that does what a smartphone does for you, most people are using their smartphones five, six, seven hours a day, means net, net, you're paying five cents an hour to use this thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's worth much more than that. The amount of value you get from it is worth much more.
1: I mean, so, it's the thing that untethered you from your desk, it's the thing that opened up a window into the entire world and all of the world's information. It is the thing that gets you where you're going if you're going somewhere. Like if you think about all anxiety,
0: the anxiety, depression,
1: Loathing, oh Loathing,
0: yeah. self-loathing, all these things are
1: part of this- Ruined all device. our damn lives, ruined our necks. Like it's, you know, it's, it's Crazy. why everything hurts all the time because everyone's like- Do you have that thing where you go like this
0: and you crack your neck because you've been hunched over so much? Yeah, yeah. text neck. Uh-huh. text neck. And I yeah. think a lot of people are, I think the eyesight issue is because of the phone as well. Yeah. I am starting to do a little digital detox. When I'm out with my girls, sometimes I will put my phone into airplane mode, uh, leave it in the bag. Try to challenge myself for the entire dinner to not touch it. So okay. I'm now having to discuss with my wife, like, hey, listen, I'm going to be out with the girls, but I'm going to be phone light. I will keep it on, but assume I will not see your text. You got to call me and I have it on do not disturb, but I have you on my favorites list. So you will come through. If it doesn't call me twice, I think it comes through automatically if you do that. So yep. yeah, I'm I trying like to it. detox it a little bit on the margins. Um But yeah it is what it is it's you know you take the good with the bad and you have to have some discipline yes all right speaking of the economy and layoffs and jobs um the rifts continue uh people continue to cut down the size of their organizations i I think this is something we expected would happen till the end of the year Mm -hmm. so there are always second order effects when you do this i think we you and i on this very podcast maybe a month ago uh people were like hey the impact of these is going to screw with the diversity inclusion progress people are making Mm -hmm. and i said yeah you know i'm trying to remember do you remember what our theses or thesi were about why this would happen
1: well i think we were saying that much like our story notes that that for companies who really embarked on very specific hiring efforts, they have new employees who are likely to be, and also your, your potentially your least expensive employees are going to be people of color, people from underrepresented minorities, because you have made this like specific effort to beef up hiring or even like, I mean, I think we straight up saw it at Warner brothers where it was Mm. like, they had a whole slate of people yes. and shows media mm-hmm. in particular, where it was like you brought on a whole bunch of people to do more diverse programming mm-hmm. and then just yes. nuked them all. And so it basically looks like at least at Warner brothers, it's like people are saying it looks like the optics that yeah. Zod Zod Slav is just trying to get rid of all the black people. Yes. And it's, you know, it yeah. it's unclear. It might just be that these are new initiatives that have yet to make any money. And it was the easiest thing to cut.
0: Yeah. I, I think that another way to look at it would be, Uh, A lot of these companies really cared about diversity inclusion. They tried it. I don't know. Let's say in the developers, uh, and there's a pipeline problem there. Maybe they couldn't fill those positions as much as possible. But they found, oh my God, in customer support, in marketing, in whatever other categories, some entry level thing somewhere where you're hiring a large number of employees. Oh, we can hit our diversity goals there. Mm-hmm. So they said, Okay, well, let's just get the diversity win because the world is really pissed at us, rightfully so. So we'll try to get more diversity on the uh, customer success team. Yeah. Okay, now you don't have as many customers, your Airbnb, your Twilio, your whoever. Okay, we have too many customer success people, we're going to automate some of that. And we're gonna make cuts. But that's where your diversity inclusion was, you know, doing really well. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, your diversity numbers crash or crater because of that. So Twilio made an announcement that they were cutting 11% of their workforce last week. And this is where we knew somebody would anticipate this. But I didn't think somebody would vocalize it. A friend of the pod, Jeff Lawson, said the layoffs would be carried out through an anti racist anti oppression lens to avoid dramatic impacts to marginalized groups. Okay, good intent, right? Mm hmm. But uh, he's now getting dunked on everywhere uh, because of this. Because people are like, well, that means you're going to lay off the white people or the Asian people. And here we are in the circular uh, racism, anti-racism discussion. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a super messy discussion and it's a hard thing to have said because he said it on tv right Ah. like there was no Mm. there's no there's not a lot of of room for nuance or even explaining Mm. what that means like if if what he means is literally a lens like we're just going to make sure that we're not using unconscious bias to get rid of employees Mm. without thinking we're gonna keep this top of mind and ask ourselves what it means for our company or we're gonna say wait did we actually just staff up customer success with more diverse hires instead of actually you know creating training and like mm. are we gonna make up for layoffs that we have to do like this could mean so many things within an organization yes. but we are so uh racially triggered right now as a yeah. country um and really divided with a lot of like overt racism that is manifesting as like oh well when you say this stuff you're just virtue signaling or being woke or whatever and yeah. as opposed to like trying to correct long-standing problems and be conscious of what it might look like when you do layoffs at your company. It's just like, it's a, it's a hard and a, and a deep and a nuanced conversation to yep. have. Which and means, this wasn't, of course, that we're not going to do any of that when we talk about it. This is also I the mean, first time,
0: This is, let's face it, this is the first time that we've had a down market since diversity and inclusion existed as a practice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So... You know, yeah, we've yeah. had a what we had a 2008 to 2021 to 2021 2022 bull market. So you have 14 year bull market, we all yeah. knew it would come apart at some point, I thought I started sounding the alarm at about 10 years, 12 years, hey, this probably won't last uh, brace for it. So somewhere in those 14 years, probably the second half of it, these tech companies were getting, a, you know, they were getting really scrutinized, hey, show us your numbers, they started mm-hmm. showing their numbers, So now they're attuned to this. So what do you do in layoffs? Somebody who works in diversity and inclusion is gonna say like, hey, wait a second. Did you, I'm trying to hit my numbers. You gave me a mandate. And now you just cut my numbers in half. Okay, so now we have to look through it through a lens. Well, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And now I can tell you what's gonna happen here. Um, You're gonna have somebody who was laid off or some group of people say, they're gonna find some attorney who's gonna take on this case. Well, was I fired because I was white or Asian or otherwise Indian, whatever the overrepresented group is. Yeah. And that's the chaos we're in right now. Nobody has any goodwill. Nobody has any thoughtfulness about this. It's all just dunking. Right. I think
1: when in fact, being Jeff's a great about person this, who wants to be thoughtful. Being thoughtful about this is the yeah. only right like the reason that companies are in a position where their newest employees are all people of color is because of structural bias. And it would be very easy as a company to basically be like, yeah, we just made this list and we didn't think about why we made this list and we didn't think about who's on it. And if you have a list and it's 90% people of color, you know, the, the marketplace story that this links to points that out or quotes someone from an HR and staffing firm saying like, you oh. could put together a list mm. and then look at it through this lens and be like, huh, this list is 90% people of color. It doesn't necessarily mean you change who you lay off. But mm. it would mean that going forward, you'd be like, how did that happen? And how can we correct? Sure. It? And, and we speculated, how we right? Of how for that the fact that yeah. there's going to be a bunch of Twitter threads about how we laid off 90% of our people of color? Yeah. You have to be very careful about this. And also, by the way,
0: this is going to be a Supreme Court case next month. Um, all these Ivy League schools have been dealing with this, right? Because they want to have a diverse group of people at the schools. And there are a couple of uh, demographic groups that have over indexed on standardized testing, which was how they were deciding who got in. Now they're like, okay, we're going to not use that, or we're going to use other criteria, which feels like you just rug pulled the people who you told for 30 years to focus on standardized testing because that was the way in. And now you're rug pulling them. And now they don't get to get in because they did the standardized testing prep that you told them to do. It's. The whole thing is super gnarly. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be crazy when this Supreme Court thing comes out. I think it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like another Roe v Wade bomb, people are gonna be like, how do I even think about this? Like, I, I don't I'm trying to figure out how I think about it. Right? Like, should it be merit based based on IQ tests, but aren't IQ tests a little bit biased? And then are there actually innate differences? Like the book, the bell curve found in Different demographic groups on how they score on IQ tests. Then is that because there actually is IQ, or is it because your definition of IQ? Right. And it turns out like your definition of IQ and who made the test was a bunch of white, Western right. European people.
1: And that's I mean, but one example, like they it, said it's in this great ed- example, right? Because it's yeah. sort of like everything fundamental that we think we know about how to yeah. evaluate people. Yeah, is built on some kind of a rotten system. And then how do you start over? Yeah. You can't start and there will be anybody pretending that there won't be losers is lying to you. There will be winners and losers. Of course. People who historically would have gotten jobs who were mediocre, who maybe now won't because someone better will come along and you won't just like opt into the thing that was your birthright before.
0: And to go full circle, we had this discussion with the first story on Be Real. Mm -hmm. Like, are you is even going for a higher education to an Ivy League school or whatever school Yeah, going to set you up for success as much as learning to be a coder or to learning to be an entrepreneur going to found a university, whatever it is, and seeing how you do on that path, because those people seem to be the ones who are accumulating power and wealth in society. So we're like sitting here fighting over the IQ test and the Ivy League and how they let people in. when in fact, it might be the developers and entrepreneurs who inherit the world and change the world. And it might be your skills that actually define it, not your ability to ace some standardized test. Which, you know, I thought right. there was like a really interesting example I heard on a podcast Find the sources, but they were doing the analogy part of the tests, and mm-hmm. they're like, blank is to blank, like cup is to saucer. And it's like, by the way, the concept of a cup and saucer is a uniquely like European right. English mm-hmm. thing. Like, if you're from, you know, I don't know, uh, India, China. Africa, South
1: America, China, Ireland, maybe Ireland, tea, they had yeah, it. Yeah, like mean. depending on where you, right. If you like, weren't a country that was colonized by the British, you might baby, have never have saucer. saucer means nothing to you. Saucer means like something
0: flying in the sky. Like it means like a Frisbee. It doesn't mean who puts a plate under a, under a cup under a and cup, why yeah. is there a plate under a cup? Like you drink from a cup, you may drink from a jar, you know, but like a saucer, what, what does that even mean? So you, 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 you miss yeah. that, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna fail that question. So, a lot of this might be a rigged system that is antiquated that the whole thing needs to be thrown in. Right. No easy answer here, folks.
1: Uh, anyway, it's messy. I it's honestly, messy. I congratulate Jeff for opening up. Grace Human. Like a really nuanced conversation and saying, like, we're going to keep trying. Because this is downturns are when companies historically stop trying. Like, it's easy to try. Hard at diversity when you have the luxury and you've got the extra money and you've got the you know the whatever you're not in some kind of a crisis, and as soon as things get tough is usually when companies are like we don't have time for that. So Mm. good
0: for him. How about also giving people the benefit of the doubt? I I saw him getting savaged on like you know all different places, social and in news stories. It's like how about somebody who has created massive economic value and opportunity for the world, made every product and service ten percent better. And uh just we just assume that they're a good person because they've done great work prior and we just give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I
1: just how about I mean, we start there? Like that, right? Like I don't if you're if you're in enti- if you if somebody comes along into the world and is like, I'm just trying to make things incrementally better for as many people as I can. And your response is, is to be like, You're just a woke idiot and a lip tart and a snowflake and a da 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 like that's on that's on you. That yeah. is telling, that is saying more about you yeah, than it is how? about him because good for him. But also, right. yes, social media is the worst. Like, and we could worst. have, and you can have a thoughtful discussion about it, right? Like, I think right. that's,
0: where's you the thoughtful like, discussion gonna, about like, this issue? Well, it's right, right here. Like,
1: we just have, I'm not mad.
0: I mean, I'm mad at Twitter. We just had a thoughtful discussion about it. Like, right. okay, yeah, like it's it's complicated it's complicated you, you got to be thoughtful and it sounds and like what to he be said intentional was intentional
1: and you have to try and if everybody who tries gets like screamed out of the room they're I gonna mean, stop trying my
0: first reaction was he should have said nothing because it's easier to just put your head down and say nothing right and but if you say nothing then you're not having the discourse just... we couldn't have had our discourse here without him saying something so this is the problem in the world you want to have an intelligent discourse about something but the cost of even bringing it up is like you're going to get savage so i think we have to steer towards having like um giving people the benefit of the doubt and then having a thoughtful vibrant discussion about it right
1: because mm-hmm. i feel like what we have now is intellectual terrorism like it really is sure and it yeah, shut stops people down people from talking yeah
0: shut people down attack yeah. them like you and yeah. i have this conversation here how many people are willing to even have this discussion? And we're two white people having this discussion who yeah. are successful and who are, you know, in the Western world in San Francisco Bay Area. So, like, it's hard to have these discussions. I'm willing to have them, but mm-hmm. you got to come to it with. This could be like the first time society is actually going through this. I think it's the first time society is actually going through this, and so let's just be thoughtful, folks.
1: Okay, uh, it's Monday, so we live in the future. Yes, here we go. Toronto-based TransPod. Mm -hmm. has unveiled plans for something called a flux jet, which is a fully, this is so up my alley, a Mm -hmm. fully electric transport system that's a hybrid between an aircraft and a train. Okay, what does that even mean? It looks like a Hyperloop to me, but it's like, like a L- flying maglev i mean it's definitely ah. maglev it's a it currently in the wow. concept stage but would involve an 82 foot long train that levitates magnetically to reduce friction so they have these in japan already these maglev trains and they go
0: 300 miles an hour 250 they go
1: three, yeah this is bonkers and then i'm trying to figure out at some point it sounds like they plan to build a there's some there is some hyperloop stuff in here the company uh plans to build a 200 mile vacuum tube network ah. between edmonton and calgary to cover that trip between the two cities hmm. in 45 minutes it would right. carry up to 54 passengers. Uh, those passenger okay. tickets would be 44% less than plane tickets. And okay. it would pull power. This is what's so interesting is that it wouldn't be additional strain on the grid. The idea okay. is that it would pull power from the existing electric grid through magnetic fields. Hmm. So it just sort of like relies, I think, on the existence of electricity. Okay. Confusing. <laughs> For All propulsion. Right. I'm down. Um, yeah. Okay. They're going to build a 200-mile
0: vacuum tube between Edmonton and Calgary. So they're building the Hyperloop, basically. And they've raised $550 million from British investors. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, they say the total project is expec- expected to cost $18 billion. The, the trains ooh. would go 621 miles per hour, faster than a commercial jet, and three times the speed of most high-speed trains. So and trains would leave every two minutes. Incredible.
0: 54 passengers. Yeah. I mean, the the big challenge here, at least in the developed world, like fully developed world is regulations. Uh, we don't have the ability to tell people, we're putting this thing through your backyard. And we have regulations. And this is the big problem in the United States, like to just get this built, they're, they're doing it between the their plan is to do the triangle in uh, Texas with the high speed rail, Austin, Dallas, Houston is mm-hmm. a triangle. And so eventually, if you complete the triangle, you know, it's going to be like super fun and fast to go between those cities and the economic impact of incredible. But then you look at somewhere like the Northeast Corridor. There's so much regulation, so many different jurisdictions that we can't ever get the Accela
1: to go a reasonable speed. I mean, don't even get me started on California and their high speed rail project. That's like 20 to 30 years in the making and it's just we we just light billions of dollars on fire every single year instead of well building. and here's And here's public the transportation line. would save so I mean gigatons. This is a gigaton scale solution but it's I think they the
0: problem I have with this California one is they said it would be like 125 or 150 miles per hour mm-hmm. and I'm like wait a second. yeah if we're going to invest tens of billions of dollars we're not even getting the speeds they have in Japan and China, like, can we get this to 250 miles an hour and make it less than three hours? Like, if it's still three hours to go from San Francisco to LA, Mm -hmm. or they you have to go, it slows down when you get closer, like, do you realize nobody's going to stop flying in planes like the promise of Southwest at, you know, $99 a flight, and it's an hour flight, people are just not going to get they're not going to go to the train depot, which they have to take takes them half an hour, 45 minutes to get to yeah, I mean, I wonder so like- frustrating.
1: I wonder if Canada will have different regular, like you wonder to the extent, I mean, it's mm. funny, right? Cause democracy's so messy. It's like, yeah. yeah, like some government would have to come along and basically just declare eminent domain and be like, we're building this and we have to build it because it's a climate crisis and it's that or you all fall into the ocean and die. The end and like, um, that's not gonna happen. But yeah, the eminent
0: domain thing is like, I, I have an idea for it. Like we, we really care about property rights here and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think there's got to be some like absurd payment to people where they get like four times, whatever the assessed value is, right. If eminent domain happens and the community in California gets to vote on it, there's got to be some trigger where in a democracy, we can say, Hey, this is for the greater good. Speaking of which, I won't say, you know, like, uh, exactly where I am in the peninsula. <laughs> uh, but I just got the email from my NIMBY neighbors. I got and um, yeah, the NIMBY neighbors email me. Would you be considering, would you build an ADU on your property so that we don't have to build housing? And they're like, here's how we skirt the housing. If this many of us build ADUs and then we say we're going to give it to our domestic staff or we're going to rent it publicly and we put it at this price or we rent it to our kids. So there's like a whole little cobble going around, just like the Atherton story. So I'm, I'm infiltrated. None of them watch the spots and they don't know I'm infiltrating. But accessory dwelling units, you know, what they call nanny units or in-law units.
1: Right. They're not not a substitute for housing. They're great. They're great great to have. They allow multi-gen housing. You know, you can put one or two people, maybe a couple. Like, it's great when your teenage kid wants to live in there, but like, that does not solve housing.
0: Well, here's the thing. They're doing this but they're doing it to skirt the regulations of building yeah. more units. I mean, that's just astonishing. And they're kind of ex- I don't want to say they're explicit about it, but they're explicit about it. So I'm collecting my information and just like really like a fly on the wall listening to these conversations. The here's the here's the grift, the rich people grift. Build these ADUs, pretend you're renting them and get an extension on cuz if you say you're if you have the intent to build it, Mm-hmm. And you file the form. So if I'm willing to file a form, we can push the issue of multi unit out 10 years is what <gasps> the discussion is. So the accessory, d- well, which makes sense because you're even when you're building units like in the Atherton story with, um, you know, uh, uh, Mark and Laura mm-hmm. Andreessen, in that case, if you said, hey, we're building the units, that's what the government's looking for, right? We're, we're looking for you to to break ground and part of breaking ground is filing. So this is the grift. If we all mm-hmm. file that we're doing ADUs, we're in compliance. We can't get can down build, the road for you 10 years.
1: potentially don't have to build any ADUs even for 10 years, let alone any multi- Well, what if I change exactly. my mind
0: and somebody else then decides that they're going to do it? So that, oh. you know, we,
1: we keep, or I do
0: it. And then I change my mind that I was going to make it a low rent one. Yeah. So they had me fill out a form and it's like, who is it for? yourself, domestic help, or, you know, anybody who wants to rent it and what price and they're kind of like, make it a low price and make it
1: anybody can rent it. So then we check that box. Right. So the manipulation, the fix is in the the biggest enemy to humanity is all the damn humans. Right? Like this was also most of the reporting that I did around lithium extraction in the United States, like we need to extract lithium in the United States, we're gonna have to mine our own resources. If of course. we want to be energy independent in the future. Of and everyone's like, yeah, I totally agree. Unless that mine is anywhere near me. And then hell no.
0: Drill, baby, drill. Let's go. I yep. mean, I think it all changes because of what happened with this uh, Germany-Putin relationship. Like, I, was tw- I, I don't know if you saw my tweet this weekend. I, was, I just went down the geothermal uh, rabbit hole. Yeah. It turns out like building, people stopped doing geothermal because it was like expensive compared to just like putting a furnace in. Mm -hmm. But it turns out geothermal means like you don't need gas and you're Mm -hmm. independent and off the grid. But it's a pain in the ass to put one in for 15 to 30 K instead of one for 5 K. But if the Germans do this and they're pretty good at like, um, you know, like the government's pretty good over there at getting shit done.
1: Yeah.
0: If they just said, hey, we'll buy every geothermal unit. We'll pay to put it in anybody's home or give you a 50 year loan for it. They could just reduce their dependence on Putin every year by you know a couple of percentage points until they're completely energy independent and nobody's even talking about geothermal
1: i know geothermal is such a weirdly neglected part of the energy mix you know we had quays on they're doing like the the millimeter wave drilling for like Mm -hmm. super deep like ultra deep geothermal and what was so cool about them is that not only is geothermal totally an overlooked technology which just makes no sense there's there's an x i think it's a google x spin out Dandelion, I want to say, is a geothermal uh, company that's operating in the eastern seaboard region. Yeah. Um, but what's so interesting about geothermal is that you can take people who and equipment
2: mm. from the
1: fossil fuel industry, huh. boop, just convert them right to, to drilling, right? Basically, you, you're geothermal. Like you drill so down.
0: That's the issue is if you install this, right? You, my understanding, you correct me if I'm wrong, you're more of an expert than I am. You have to drill a hole, so it's a pain in the ass. And, but. Yeah. It used to be like, but I, it used to be really hard to drill holes. Now you're saying it's getting easier Not to easier. drill them.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: you drill a hole like they, they can go like 40 feet down 50 feet down. So if it's freezing in Boston, or it's 100 degrees in, you know, I don't know where in California, it turns out the earth is going to be either warm or cold down there. So if it's really hot where you are, it's 50, 40 degrees under there, it'll cool your air to 40 degrees. And if it's hot, if it's freezing cold, it's going to be four, 50 degrees down there. So it will help heat your home. Yeah. Turns out 50 degrees is a good temperature for humans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is down there. I mean, it's super, it's really fascinating. We have so many options for, we actually really do have so many interesting options mm-hmm. for energy and we're just not even, All right, it, it's just been too easy not to do it. And those days are over now. And so we're going to have to start doing it. The install is expensive
0: and time consuming, but the benefit in the long term, it's extraordinary. Same with solar, same with battery, same with geothermal. And there
1: are actually geothermal incentives in the new oh, are uh, there? Inflation Reduction Act. Fantastic. Yes, that was a big, right. the geothermal community got very excited about that because usually they're like completely ignored.
0: We, we didn't do the Doquan story, but Doquan from uh, Luna's up, allegedly on the run. That's all you need to know. Yep. <laughs> we we'll find out. Interpol uh, uh, is on the case. Great promises. man. Great. Awesome. Red note is coming. Who knows? All right, everybody, what a great episode. Don't forget Mm -hmm. tomorrow, I'm going to speak with Vinit, Vinny uh, Barara, who is Preet Bharara's brother. And I'm going to talk about the launch of his new startup Mojo.com, which lets users invest in pro athletes just like their stocks and they're uh, launching and uh, they're doing it with football just in time for the season. Really fascinating interview, fascinating guy. Can't wait for people to hear that um, discussion.
1: Same. Great conversation. And you know it's not going to be a slow news week. So just uh, keep coming back every single day. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye.